Hey, this is Susie, and I'm joining you today from Bunjalung country. I would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wijibal Waibal elders, past, present, and emerging, on whose traditional land we live, work, and study. Today, I will be chatting to Southern Cross University lecturer Ben Scott, who is an expert in cyber security and Bachelor of IT graduate Cindy Kennedy, who is joining us from Canberra, where she works as a software engineer for the Department of Defence. Cindy was part of a team of Southern Cross University students who won an inaugural cybercrime think tank challenge presented by the New South Wales Police Force. The event invited university students to come up with smart solutions to issues around cybercrime, crypto currency and how we can become more resilient to cyber attacks as individuals. Here's Cindy. So hi Cindy, welcome. Oh thank you so much. (laughs) Congratulations on your win at the Cybercrime Think Tank. Can you tell me about your winning pitch? What was your concept about? So the challenge was how can we increase cyber resilience amongst individuals in the community because as I'm sure you're aware a lot of people victim to all kinds of scams so it's basically how can we help people to protect themselves so um, that they're not as vulnerable so we wanted to make it um, simple and we wanted to make it accessible and one of the things that we thought was one of the biggest barriers is that it's just too hard i mean there's already so many tools out there but you have to go and find websites so you have to know where to look and then you have to find the website and then you have to find the right place in the website and then you have to find the information that you need So we wanted something that people already have and are already using. So we turned to the Service New South Wales app and we thought that that would be a great platform to provide um, some extra tools to help people make themselves more cyber resilient. We had a team of people from different disciplines. What did everybody bring to the table in the Southern Cross Uni team? Yeah, well, I think that um, actually that's one of the things that really made the Southern Cross Uni team strong. When we turned up and we had a look at everybody else's credentials, we got a bit nervous because we saw that we were up against a lot of teams where they were all um, from cybersecurity backgrounds, masters of cybersecurity and very technically focused. But our Southern Cross team, we have two legal students, Tara Moore and Veronica Stevens, and an accounting student, Janelle Mason, and myself, um, and I'm studying IT. And I think that that breadth of experience and the, the various skill sets where we all brought something different to the table is, is what really contributed to the strength of our, of our concept. Uh, the multidisciplinary approach, it works every time. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about the inspiration behind your team name, Hopper Turing? Yeah, so it's named after two people, Grace Hopper and Alan Turing, and they're both very much pioneers in the technical world. So Grace Hopper was a mathematician in the US Navy and she was a trailblazer simply because she was in the Navy as a woman um, back in the first half of the last century. And she was up against, as you could imagine, all sorts of odds um, in the field of maths and also in the military. But what she's really well known for is that she made code human readable. So you no longer had to be a mathematician or an engineer to be able to write it. And this is something that back then they just didn't think was even possible. And she showed that not only could it be made human readable, 
but it could also be written in languages other than English. So this, this was a huge, big stepping stone for the development of code. Uh, for Alan Turing, he's most famously known for his work on the Enigma machine at Bletchley Place in the UK during the um, Second World War and helping break the codes there. But I think that, um, interestingly enough, his, I think his most important contribution, I mean, obviously aside from that, which, which is very important, is that he created the universal Turing machine and he labelled that as one machine for all possible tasks. So it's really the concept of a computer as we now know it, where just this one computer or this one machine can do many, many different things. And this is uh, really groundbreaking because he was actually a predecessor to the ENIAC or the Electronic Numerical Integrator and Computer, which was created in World War II. And this is actually widely considered the first functioning computer. So he actually predated that. So we thought that they were two, two groundbreaking people that we could um, name ourselves after. That's fascinating. So walk me through what happened on the day. Were you nervous? Did you have to go through lots of security uh, checks to even take part? Oh my goodness, we were all so nervous. <laughs> we met up um, because none of us had met in person beforehand. So I'm, I know two of us are definitely fully online students. I'm not sure about the other two, but being multidisciplinary, we, we didn't know each other before the challenge. And so all of our preparation was all done online and we didn't actually meet in person till the night before. So we were nervous about meeting each other. We were nervous about would we have a good team rapport. And then, of course, we had all the nerves of actually presenting in front of um, the police hierarchy. So, um, yeah, it was, it was quite a nerve-wracking ordeal. And there were quite a lot of security checks as well. So we had to go through checks with the police uh, even just to be able to compete in the, in the challenge. And then on the day, there was all the, the usual security checks like you would get, I guess, a bit like at the airport. So you've met your team and they're pretty interesting. Did you meet anyone else interesting on the day? Uh, I don't know when I was last in a room full of so many interesting people. Um, I mean, obviously being there with the, the police command, they um, went right up to the deputy commissioner. So there was a lot of the hierarchy there. But um, also, I just think the other teams from the other universities, it was really great to mingle with them and, and have a chat and really to hear their ideas and, and how they approach the challenges as well, given that we all had the same questions, but everybody came at it from a different point of view. What happens now with the winning project? So, well, we didn't really think that there would be any more. We just thought that that was it. We'd present and, and that would be it. But um, they came up to us after we were presented uh, with our award and um, said that they'd like to invite us back to Cyber Command to further discuss how they could possibly implement our ideas, which is really exciting. So they will be used for the well-being of us all. That's fantastic news. Yeah, very exciting. <laughs> and Cindy, you've graduated from Southern Cross University in February. I believe you've already taken up an exciting job as a software engineer with, with the Department of Defence. I know that your job involves uh, classified information, but can you tell me about what led you into this role? Yeah, so when I was studying um, at SCU, I did a unit in cybersecurity, which I really enjoyed. And um, my lecturer at the time suggested that I look into applying to work for ASD, which is the Australian Signals Directorate. But they only, um, they only take applications for about two or three weeks of the year and it had just closed just before he told me about it. So when I was looking into it, I came across the um, Defence Cadetship Program and I applied for that. 
And I was very fortunate in that I was accepted. And so what that meant was for my last year of uni, uh, the Department of Defence pretty much sponsored me to do my study. And they gave me a wage while I studied full time. And then during my uni breaks, I um, came to Canberra to work for them in the, in the area that I'm now working in. So it was really good because it, it gave me um, insight into the role that I would be doing full time when I finished. Are you enjoying living in Canberra? I'm loving it. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Yeah, there's so much to do here. Um, it's a beautiful city, especially at the moment. We've got all the, um, the trees changing with autumn. But um, yeah, so much to do. Lots of galleries and beautiful parks and it's a very active city. So yeah, the whole family's loving it. So Lastly, Cindy, what advice would you give to students wanting to pursue a career in cybersecurity? I would say just go for it. I mean, there are just so many opportunities and, and that's what I found particularly since I moved down here, that the opportunities in cyber are just immense. I mean, IT is such a fast-growing industry anyway, but cybersecurity within IT is just growing so fast. And I mean, we see all the hacks that are happening not just to government, but to private enterprise and, and to individual citizens as well. So I think it's an area that's just going to continue to expand in the future. And so it means that there's plenty of jobs, they're well-paying jobs. So I think, yeah, if you just get out there and put your hand up and, and let people know that you're interested in it, there are certainly plenty of opportunities in both the public and private sector that you can really sink your teeth into. Have you come across any other Southern Cross alumni? I have actually. <laughs> One of the um, one of the army officers who I work with is currently studying with SCU up at Lismore. Oh, Cindy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Susie. It's been lovely. Now let's hear from Ben, the Southern Cross lecturer and cybersecurity expert who led the team to success at the cybercrime think tank. Hi, Ben. Hi, Susie. Thanks for joining us. I'd love to start by finding out a bit more about you and what you teach here at Southern Cross. Before being in academia, I've, I've worked in, in government and, and corporate sectors. A lot of what I've done and continue to do really with teaching is has had a lot to do with risk. And cybersecurity is certainly a lot about risk. I actually studied something that probably most will think is unrelated to cybersecurity. I actually studied neuroscience and medical science way back in the day in undergraduate days, but then went on to sort of in many ways fall into this area. Many people do fall into the area of security uh, when you ask them and not always planned. And um, that was certainly the case with me. And uh, and then into a master's program in cybersecurity and into a PhD program. Uh, most people will immediately think technology when you say the word cyber or cybersecurity. It's actually a lot to do with human beings. So I, I actually carry over my um, background, if you will, even from those undergraduate days. I still look at uh, the human side of cybersecurity, if you will, cognitive factors. I research that element as well. I'm now a lecturer in cybersecurity and, and digital forensics and um, here at Southern Cross University. Do you teach into different programs? I do. I teach into, and not only cybersecurity, I, I teach into software uh, development units as well. And uh, in addition, when I teach into cybersecurity units and when we teach into cybersecurity units as an IT discipline, uh, we actually don't just teach uh, IT students cybersecurity. Certainly from an introductory level, we teach uh, students from other 
backgrounds and disciplines as well. Uh, business accounting is an example, so uh, which is very important. Uh, cybersecurity is not just about technology, and certainly not only IT students should be aware of cybersecurity. So that's really important. That's uh, society-wide issue, right? And the society-wide challenges. Definitely a handy skill to have these days. I would have thought. It really is, and it's a lot uh, about what we're talking about with the, the the student team and what they addressed in this competition we're going to be talking about today was a lot to do with individuals it was actually a lot to do with no matter who you are no matter what your background no matter what your education level no matter where you're from can we make any individual can we empower is probably the better word any individual to be more resilient to any form of attack in cyberspace. So we're here today to talk about the cybercrime think tank. How did this opportunity come about? Yeah, so it's the inaugural event. It's the first one New South Wales government, New South Wales police, in fact, have ran. And so they put out the call uh, for universities to, to apply, to put in some submission or submissions. And this think tank really came about f- from the need to tackle these challenges. And two in particular, two challenges that are society-wide, as I say, not just New South Wales or indeed Australia, I would suggest globally. So the need for not just as I say, the law enforcement agency of New South Wales, the police, but other law enforcement agencies certainly, but many organisations here around the world that need to tackle some some fairly complex problems. So that is one of the reasons why it came about. Uh, There's another element to the think tank in the sense that, well, New South Wales Police Force, like many other organisations, can find it difficult to recruit into this area. It's a particularly difficult area to recruit into. It's challenging. It requires often, yes, high intelligence, but uh, EQ as much as IQ uh, and uh, creative mind uh, and innovation. So again, I've not really mentioned the word technology there, but certainly that does help technological background, but certainly isn't the only reason why uh, these sorts of organisations look for help. Uh, from the wider community and indeed to perhaps engage in an innovative way to recruit uh, people who can solve problems. We must give credit to to the organisation, New South Wales Government, New South Wales Police, for the way they've done this, the very innovative way they've approached this. What were the two challenges about? They really go to the heart of some of the two pressing issues when we talk about cybercrime and sort of what I was saying there in the sense that cybercrime, well, it's really a wicked problem in every sense of that word, cybercrime. Yes, it is your uh, phishing, scam, email, message, whatever. It is that, cybercrime is that, but cybercrime is also child exploitation material. Cybercrime is also technology facilitating human trafficking. So there's a very broad area that cybercrime encompasses. So the two challenges that that the students were looking at, one was, Uh, How do we identify those beneficiaries of proceeds of crime received as cryptocurrency? So there we go, a form of technology facilitating perhaps all sorts of crime. And it could be 
quite literally all sorts of crime, as I said. And the second challenge was uh, how can individuals identify their vulnerability, their vulnerabilities to cyber attacks and, and some, how they can make themselves more resilient and therefore how could this team help with that challenge and indeed both those challenges. So two really complex challenges, two challenges that to date that uh, we can safely say haven't been solved and as I say really represent wicked problems in every sense of that term. Goodness, it was huge. Why do you think the New South Wales Police Cyber Command opened this opportunity up to university students? To their credit, I think they acknowledge that a lot of work to date done in this area, particularly by law enforcement, can can become a little bit insular. And, and look, I don't want to, and by, by no means is that a, some sort of um, put down for, for law, law enforcement because they do, they do really hard work and there's many people, both sworn officers and, and civilians and non-sworn officers that do really admirable work every day. But they themselves acknowledge, well, sort of, we're, we're a bit insular. We're, we're not looking out into the wider community. Indeed, we have, perhaps we need to start... Um, engaging more, at the very least engaging more with some other areas of, of society and, uh, and ask people to help. And, and one area is, of course, the university sector and to see if essentially, you know, they could bring in new ideas to, yes, help them with the challenges indeed, but perhaps look at uh, this as, an, as a recruitment opportunity as well. So it's pretty innovative all around in the sense that they're looking for help, they're looking for fresh ideas, they're, they're acknowledging that they don't have all the answers and that because this is a society-wide challenge, really the whole community should really be engaged. So a pretty open approach from them, I've got to say, and one that I think um, they, should be, they should be sort of commended for, I think. Sounds like a fantastic opportunity for the students and especially I believe the shortlisting panel for these challenges was quite special. Yeah, okay. So they, when the students uh, got the opportunity to present at the event, um, they were presenting in front of a yeah, fairly yeah, fairly high-profile panel. You had everybody from the New South Wales Police Deputy Commissioner, uh, David Hudson, you had the head of the New South Wales Cybercrime Squad. Uh, you had the former CEO of Facebook here in Australia, and you had you know, people from Microsoft there. So varied uh, but very impressive panel, so fairly hard to impress, and people that have worked in technology and cybercrime areas for a long time. The New South Wales Police Force pitched this as sort of a Shark Tank style and or however you want to say, MasterChef style presentation very quick not a lot of time to deliver your submission 10 minutes and to this panel who would obviously consider that and, and later in the day make their determination on who who won so yes the you know the students said exciting but at times perhaps somewhat intimidating and scary but uh, all, all the students really valued it and by the end of it really uh, you know uh, all said that the experience was worthwhile and they had a really positive experience. Great. And our team really did impress as Southern Cross won the second challenge. Can you tell me, can you tell me about some of the feedback from the panel? Yeah, so the team won on the challenge 
So there's two challenges we spoke about. The team won specifically on the challenge that had to some in some way help individuals identify their vulnerabilities to cyber attacks, make themselves more resilient, empower the individual. So then one on that challenge was, you know, the Service New South Wales app, which we've all had to use in COVID, they sort of turned that um, bad situation of COVID and people having to use this app into a positive where they said, well, we know that people don't, you know, there's a very low rate of adoption from apps and, and um, it doesn't matter how good it is, they're very actually very low rate of adoption in any app. And so they said, well, everyone's using this app. They've had to use it in many ways. So let's just, all these ideas we've got, all these integrations that we're suggesting, we're going to just put them into an app that everyone's already using and, and they can use it and that's a positive thing. And so I think that's the elegance of their solution. And and because something like 75% of the population use that app, that's where they're going to make their impact. So really elegant solutions. The feedback, well, you know, when you have the former boss of Facebook here in Australia say, you know, your submission was a masterstroke, which was the quote from from Stephen Sheeler, who was who was the boss of Facebook here in Australia, who deals with software every day and deals with challenges of of these things every day. He really said to the to to the Southern Cross University team a masterstroke in how you went about this. I don't think there's much better that you could ask for from someone who's you know vastly experienced in, in certainly in the technology side of this. So. I think that was sort of mind blowing for a lot of people and uh, including myself. Yeah, it was really a testament to the team submission, I think. I can hear the pride in your voice, Ben. That's fantastic. Very much so. There was quite a diverse range of students who made up the Southern Cross Uni team, including IT, law and accounting. What was your strategy in bringing these different students together? Almost every challenge that you look at in this space technology alone won't won't solve it indeed it certainly won't solve it so almost every challenge that i could name in this space whether it's cyber crime or cyber security is a complex problem it's a multi-dimensional problem and most certainly it's going to require a multidisciplinary approach to 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 if you have any hope of solving some of these challenges so it's going to require yes people with it backgrounds yes that's for sure but that certainly won't be enough. And you're going to require people from, you know, forensic accounting or business and, and from law, we're talking about cybercrime. You're going to require people in a team and you're going to require high collaboration and you're going to, as I say, require people, for, uh, a, a, an approach that is multidisciplinary. Uh, collaboration in a team is, is to me necessary if you're going to have a hope in in solving some of these, you know, as I say, quite quite wicked problems, quite literally, and uh, so that was the that was the uh, idea, and, and and that's that's how we went about it. And the team, you know, really performed well, really worked well, and collaborated really well. And I guess that's as much I'm I'm as proud of as that as I'm about the win, you know, and um, the fact that you've got students from different disciplines coming together, working collaboratively, positively, and solving some really challenging problems in a creative way. So important that building the bridges across the discipline, isn't it? The problem is cybersecurity. It's pervasive. It's in every aspect of our lives. But what sort of a role does cybersecurity play in some of the disciplines like law and accounting? 
Oh, I think there's an interface you can find in almost almost every every sector, every industry, every every discipline in terms of if we are using technology, there is going to be a need to be a, to at least be aware of some of these problems. And so I think regardless of the 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 discipline or, or the program of study, that cybersecurity is uh, something that is there that's unavoidable. Um, does everybody need to be an expert? Of course not. That's not that's certainly not the case. But I think there is this requirement to be to be aware, and that goes to really what the students were tackling in that challenge, in the sense that any individual is potentially vulnerable. So therefore, it doesn't matter where you're from, your knowledge base, um, who you are. Is this need to empower Elsa to be empowered in, and to be? Uh, more resilient to these these attacks in cyberspace. It's a growth industry. I don't see it slowing down. I think if we if, if we take uh, what this team has done, just as an example, that if we do have a hope of meeting some of these challenges, it is going to come from uh, high collaboration from a number of different backgrounds. So to be shortlisted for both of the challenges was an amazing achievement for our Southern Cross students. What sort of opportunities do you think this opens up for them now? Oh, that's a great question because I think if you asked the team members, you may get different answers. But I think, well, look, in general, the opportunities for anyone that goes into this competition are well, your idea might actually be implemented. You you certainly are, I guess, you're on the radar for recruitment and that's certainly been happening. Uh, people have been, you know, on the day, representatives from the New South Wales Police Force wanting to talk to students, to the students about you know, where they might be going in their careers. They, are they interested in this area? So certainly um, the opportunity for quite literally for employment comes out of this for students. The networking opportunities are there. Of course, you had some yeah, fairly experienced people there on the day. It actually dawned on the team that what they had actually come up with was was actually going to be put into practice. And, you know, you're going to be seeing it on your phones and your mobile devices and that they could say, I actually did that. What they have come up with will make a positive impact to people's lives and potentially millions of people here we're talking about. If they only help prevent one person being ripped off or one person being exploited or one person being scammed or whatever the case is that's invaluable the, the nature of what they came up with will be going you know across you know potentially millions of devices there you go say you can't really put a price on that one oh, it's incredible ben thank you so much for sharing not a problem susie thanks for having me Thank you.